Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. Reflections from the Heart is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a family ministry of Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join us as we break open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for this Sunday's Mass, as we invite the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers to inspire us today. And now, here is your host with Reflections from the Heart. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Reflections from the Heart. My name is Tom Fertile, and we have a special edition of our radio show uh, today, and so we have some special guests. Our first guest, of course, is regular, our president of Stewardship Mission of Faith, Mr. Rob Longo. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Tom. Good to be here, brother. Absolutely. Great to have you. And our special guest, Mr. Damon Owens. Damon is the executive director of joy to be a ministry within the family of ministries here at Stewardship Mission of Faith. Welcome, Damon. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be part of the family and part of the show. Great to have you here. So we're going to delve into... Um, Damon's ministry, Joy to Be. But before we do that, Rob, if I could ask you to give us some prayer to uh, bless our time together and bless the ministry that Damon heads up. Absolutely. In the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, this moment. Thank you for loving us so much, for desiring us, for delighting in us. And in those times that we reach out to the world for the things that we think will make us happy, you stand there waiting to give us the joy that will last. Thank you for wanting so much to give us the gift of joy. Help us to receive that gift, to open it, to live it, and to share it with every single person that we meet. Continue to bless Damon and Melanie and their kids and everyone that they serve through joy to be. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, so once again, Damon Owens, Executive Director, Joy to Be. Damon, we're going to plunge into the the depths and the different uh, parts of the ministry, but give us that brief overview. What is Joy to Be? Ah, what a leading question for someone. <laughs> uh, well, you know, the ministry really was was born as all the things that I've done in the last 25 years in, in ministry out of my own life, my own family. Uh, none of it has been sort of a, an intellectual exercise, but Joy to Be really is looking at the culture, looking at the people the Lord has given me and Melanie a passion for, particularly engaged and married couples, young families, and seeing what does it take to, to, to help them to set their hearts on fire uh, with Jesus Christ, to love intimate, passionate, real relationship with him. And knowing personally all the things that are that are challenged to it, we know that it had to lead with joy. It's not about morality. It's not about concepts. It's not about even the beautiful theology of the body. But the theology of the body is the structure. It's the language. It's the vocabulary you know, to enter in and to abide. But really leading with joy using the language of the theology of the body as the, the lyrics. If I'm, I'm, a, I'm a recovering, if not every musician. So it's a, the melody is joy, and the lyrics are the theology of the body. All right, so Damon, you mentioned Melanie, and Melanie is? My beloved wife of 26 years, and we've been blessed in those 26 years with uh, eight beautiful children, all boys except the first seven, as I always <laughs> joke about, right? House full of girls, blessed among women. Oh, so. Amen. You oh. are, you are. Wonderful, wonderful. So um, a little bit of the story, then. How, how did you get from wherever you were, your background uh, in, in, in ministry and work, to Joy to Be? 
Yeah, this is at least V4, V5 of, of uh, ministry that God has evolved over the years. But my background actually is in engineering. I have a bachelor's and a master's in mechanical engineering. I spent uh, 16 years with uh, Bell Labs back when they were the premier engineering research company. And I left in 2002 to work full-time in what Melanie and I had been doing part-time since we were married in around 1993. And it uh, really was a call. It was a sense that uh, what we had been doing for, for joy and for fun was something that really was a calling to do full-time. So I started in ministry with Natural Family Planning, New Jersey Natural Family Planning Association, uh, Joy-Filled Marriage, New Jersey, you know, that whole uh, world of marriage and, and family because we had been, we'd started in, in pre-Cana. Uh, and, and speaking and, and witnessing. So by, uh, you know, 2005, 2006, literally traveling around the world uh, in audiences that there's no way I could have crafted on my own most times before thinking, well, how did I get here? What in the world, you know? But in 2011, came on as the executive director of the Theology of the Body Institute. And from there, really immersed in not just the teaching, not just these worldwide experts and faculty, but the most beautiful people, you know, 100 plus people at every course and from around the world. And I got to see how the theology of the body was affecting people's real lives, how part of a healing, an awakening, uh, really an intimacy with God. It was really a, a privileged place to just witness uh, throughout the year. But what it did stir back up in me was this desire to be back and to teach and to be back and to meet people and also that next step. So joy to be very much is is the calling to the next step in two different parts of that front. One is all of those tens of thousands of couples that Melanie and I worked with that were in pre-Cana, marriage prep, and then never saw them again, right? Yeah. So the next step, what about the day after the honeymoon, right? And the next step with the theology of the body was how do I help? How can I abide with these uh, people who have learned the teaching, the what's, have gotten a new why, but now really want to understand the how? So joy to be is the leading with joy, using the language of the theology of the body to help uh, couples and families to really live uh, the joy that God has ready for them. Wonderful. That's that's amazing. It's it's a, a very inspiring story. And you, you, know, you mentioned, of course, being a father of eight and, and uh, doing NFP, or teaching NFP. I remember we're, we're parents of six, and as we're having our fifth, we went to volunteer to be NFP teachers. And the priest <laughs> kind of looked at us funny. Are you sure you're a good candidate for that? You ever have that experience? Uh, exactly, exactly. But I, but, but I digress. Well, you should have seen us walking through the pre-canas with these young couples, because <laughs> when the kids were, were just about that age, they'd be in the stair step with the backpacks in line, yeah. walking in, and they're like, you're going to talk to us about sex? Excellent. <laughs> oh but in the end, what a great, what a beautiful witness. Beautiful. Beautiful witness. Beautiful. And, and in our lives, the Lord lets us go through some things, uh, not just for for our own growth, but to then share those. And in conversations with you, Damon, it's really awesome to hear you talk about the, the what and the why, but now how the Lord is really opening up your heart and Melanie's heart to the how, yes. to get really down and dirty, roll up your sleeves yes. with the people. Um, and and the Lord has brought you some, some really awesome confirmation uh, following events, because a lot of times in events you have hundreds, thousands of people, but there might be that one that God sent you there just to speak to. Almost always. Yeah, and some of these ones self-identified and came to you. And Melanie, can you just share a little bit about you know how that affected you and how that affected Melanie and yeah. how that opened your heart for this maybe this next phase of, of ministry. Yeah, it's been profound. I'm, I'm glad you, you brought that up because each of these these phases, you know, when, when speaking locally, speaking nationally, speaking internationally, you know, there's always this sense that you can get caught up in the content. You get caught up in the in the nuances of theology or or of your own, you know, 
personal pet idea. But being a father, being a husband uh, really keeps things grounded. You know, it grounds the theology into the lived experience. You know, they always say that grace builds on nature and, and perfects it. So the, the speaking has always been from the heart and what I'm what Melly and I are struggling with. So what you're speaking about really what happened in the last year was uh, moving from more of, of Melly and I together uh, presenting. And in one of these occasions last year, Afterwards, we had no idea the impact that we had on these couples. We were basically telling our witness story. It wasn't a, a big theology explicit talk. And the the people that – and this was actually a women's conference. And when the women came afterwards, uh, it was humbling. Just the connections that they made to living as a, a Catholic couple, a Christian couple, living you know these great beautiful teachings of the faith and failing. And what do you do? You begin you begin again. You know, am I alone? Is there something wrong with me? Am I doing this wrong? Do I, you know, do I need to put my Catholic mask on my face and, and keep going on because I'm a lector, I'm a, you know, DRE, I do this, and people expect me to have everything working out, and it never does. The family is a beautiful mess. So our transformational moment from the what of teaching the theology of the body, of the why, of giving people a, a desire, in order to move into the how, it's very, very humbling in the sense that uh, we're entering into uh, reverently the mess of another family. And when people invite you in, it's like you want to take your shoes off because they're opening their, their hearts, their wounds, their brokenness, and they're looking at you like, am I okay? You know, can, is this possible? Can we do this? So to bring the joy of the gospel, to bring a language of the theology of the body, but then also to bring a real witness as a couple into that. I, I, I don't know any other definition of reverence in the sense that, that we are journeying with other couples as they grow closer to Christ in the midst of a situation that may drew you, pull you away from God because it's so. It could be health issues. It could be adultery. It could be, um, you know, name it, addictions. And these kind of things tear us away from relationships because that's what sin does. And to be able to journey with someone is an honor, it's a privilege, it's reverence. And I do believe that is the next phase of joy to be, of being able to provide that kind of encounter. Maybe not Damon and Melanie, but being able to provide that kind of encounter and community where we no longer travel alone, but we travel together. In talking to the individuals that identify themselves after your, uh, your, your retreats or your conferences, have you ever had a situation where you say, you know, you, you just need, we need to begin and begin again. And when you say that, you, you see that look where it's like, I, I want to, but my spouse doesn't want to. Most definitely. How do you, how and, do you, and that, how do you approach that, that? That's actually more common than, un it's very uncommon to have the husband and the wife together saying, help us to do this. That to me is a, that's like, you know, going into a class and a kid is asking you calculus questions in, a, in algebra. Uh, it's more like that one is always in a different place or, or further ahead in that beginning and beginning again, the husband or the wife. So part of it is, is recognizing in communion, when you're in communion relationship, that each of us has a complementary but distinct and irreplaceable role. So some of the healing that has to happen for the individually is toward communion. So, for example, working with a, a, a wife is entering into not the healing part yet as much as it is the ability to speak the wound. You know, what is it? And you hear things like, he doesn't love me the way he used to. We don't talk to each other the way we used to. It's not the same. Uh, we don't have time for each other. We argue about the dumbest things. We don't even argue. We fight. 
and we could go days without talking. Uh, we're not on the same page. There's another big one, right? With 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 my daughter, you know, she said this, and I said this. Those kind of things have wounds that don't make sense to us outside of it until we hear the backstory. My father was like that. You know, my my mother said that when he says this, I don't know why it just I just go nonlinear. Now, again, we're not psychologists. We're not therapists. Um, we have a beautiful network of them to help to really unpack some of those deeper wounds. But even to be in community and friendship, to be able to speak about them in an open way allows then to see your particular role as husband or as wife and the wholeness that has to happen within your heart before you can start talking about rebuilding the communion together. So it's not an impediment when one is ready to begin and begin again and the other is not. It actually is the starting point. So we're trying to find, we are finding our niche in here that as fellow journeyers, fellow people who can journey with you, how do we help you to begin and begin again in a very concrete way? Uh, it's, it's spiritual, it's physical, it's intellectual, it's relational, it's in all the unique aspects of who we are. But you begin where the wound is. You begin you know, in the, in, the, in the area that can be worked on. So what is the, the key? It's hope. It's instilling at each of those steps that it's possible. Because when you're in that darkness, as Melanie and I have been, you can't pull yourself out of darkness. You can't bring your own light. You need someone else to bring. And the darker it is, it sounds corny, but the darker it is, the less light you need. Mm. You see somebody look at you and say, you can do this. And you're thinking, well, that was corny. And they look at you and they go, really? You must have, you, you couldn't have hurt anybody as bad as this, really. You can do this. God, God wants you to, and not only through it, you're going to leapfrog to be able to witness to people. And they, they don't, just enough to get them out of that, that, you know, that navel gazing to look out. Uh, there's, and this is what friends do. Notice I'm not talking any psychology or psychiatry, which is beautiful when it's needed. This is about friendship and confidence. And we've lost that art and that science. And I know we have been wounded, Melanie and I, and and loneliness, you know, not having that kind of friendship. But when we do build it, we realize how crucial it is. So how can we rekindle to love our neighbor as ourselves, to love the Lord God with all of our heart, our mind, and our strength? And I think the pull here, that hope, is one of joy. It's using language of theology of the body that just crushes the culture that we've been built and we've, we've lived in. We don't know how to talk about sex. We don't know how to talk about masculinity, femininity. We don't know the overall plan, much less our role in it. And now we're trying to talk about healing a particular marriage. We need to know the irreplaceable role of our marriage in the salvation story. No overstatement. In the salvation story. And when we lose that narrative, then it becomes about my pain-in-the-butt wife, about my husband who doesn't get me, about my kids who are just going crazy. It becomes very narrow. So it's about community, it's about friendship, it's about confidence, it's about joy. Damien, it sounds like, listening to you, it sounds like you, you, you've you gone through this this transformation where maybe in your early days it was about, um, I have, you know, information mm. and theology that you all need. Boom. You all need this. We're going to give it to all, to all of you. And, <laughs> and and that happens many times, you know, within ministry. And, and like you said, people can't always respond to that because they're going, that's great and that's grand and, and that makes sense. But I've got real issues, <laughs> and until the real issues are figured out, I can't be that lofty. And that's what it sounds like. You've tapped into that and recognized that. And so now, instead of saying, "Here's what you ne- all need," you're almost saying, "What do you need? Wh- where are you?" Like you're meeting people where they are. Spot on, spot on, Tom. And and without diminishing that, because even 
there's a place for that in evangelization. There's right. a place for that in the church. We need people who can speak clearly about what is, about who God is, about who we are. So when I'm doing, was doing it for all those years and still continue to do it and love it, it's not for naught, right? It's not in vain. It's just there's another level of intimacy that we are being called to that I actively resisted for many years mm. because I, you see, I know the mess in my house. I know the mess and it was never a sense of hypocrisy. That's the way that the devil's always tried to tempt me in that, you know, you're, you're you know, arguing with Melanie and the kids, you're getting on a plane to go out to talk to somebody about the beautiful sort of family, right? We've been able to work through that. It's not a hypocrisy as much as it is the reality. So, but on the other hand, being able to proclaim the beautiful what's of the faith is a gift and it all, will always be needed. It's one of the, the gifts of the, of the, the church and the Holy Spirit. Uh, giving somebody a why, you know, the, the real motivation to know why they should do it is a great gift. I have seen it and I've seen how it can transform people's lives. So it's not a diminishing of the what and the why and the gifts in those areas as much as it is a new calling for Damon and Melanie to now enter into this mess and not think, oh, what could I possibly have to offer? What can we do with these couples? We're not therapists. We're not counselors. And, you know, what kind of long-term, you know, all those those doubts that come through. And we've been pulled in so many ways, as Rob said, that we need to, we need to enter in because being able to sit across, to hold hands, to break bread, drop some whiskey, soak some cigars with some people and say, you know, we can do this. There is a power in that fellowship. And, and you're not holding yourself and your relationship and your family as the ideal. Oh, Lord, no. Yes. So that, that, and that's beautiful. You, you said hypocrisy, you know, the, the word that begins with Asia came to, to my heart and mind when you were sharing that is humility, that in all humility, you are, you're allowing... You're, you're accepting the invitation from God in humility to be transparent with the, you know, how hard it is <laughs> to, to live this out, you know, because uh, that which God loves most, the devil will attack with the greatest fervor. And God, you know, he loves marriage. He loves family because it's made up of what he loves the most out of creation, us. So... You know, so in humility, you're allowing yourself to be vulnerable, to be transparent, and together in your mess and in their mess, together looking at the ideal. That's it. That's it. That, shoulder that, to shoulder. That you are not the together. ideal, but together let's look at, you know, so even, even someone in a, you know, that has a broken marriage can still proclaim God's beautiful plan for marriage. That's it. And doesn't need to stop because their marriage didn't quite work out, but doesn't take away God's plan for marriage. You know, so always looking at the ideal, never falling to that temptation of, you're not worthy. What do, you're going to go talk about that? I mean, the, the evil one's going to chirp that in our ears all day. Dang. Yeah. So we just keep focus on on the ideal, which is God and his plan, and uh, and and just be willing to go shoulder to shoulder with And there's, with and there's so much to that, Rob. I 100% agree. And, and part of that humility is not about sort of that false humility of all oh, shucks, you know, we haven't got it all right, but, you know, you know all kids can do the, you know, the rosary in Latin and, you know, we can, you know, it's, it's not that false humility. Humility <laughs> which is... Which is okay, too. Which is okay, too. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but really, it's more, it's more of, of recognizing that God's going to put you in places that you know you don't deserve to be in. He's going to put you in front of people. He's going to put you into people's lives that the first sense is going to be, Oh boy, what what could I possibly? And the answer is you have nothing. And it's it's about being that channel 
So in that moment, it's not the planned, oh, here's the seven steps to make your marriage great. Here's what you do when your child says this to you. It's more of, dang, I've been there. I've been there. And here's, here's where we blew it. And here's what, here's what I would do again. Here's what we did. We didn't realize it was so good, but here's what happened when it worked with us. Here's what we just argued about yesterday. Here's what we're struggling with right now. So the humility is not about so much all shucks as it is being that constant conduit for, uh, for God to work through in that moment. So, Damon, in, 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 our, in our closing minutes, it's some, some practical things. So if, um, you know, there's a, there's a husband or a wife out there listening, you know, a parent, you know, and, and, and they want some help, okay? Um, talk about the resources that you have available, you know, the, the, the programs, the initiatives through Joy to Be. If there's a parish, uh, you know, director of, uh, of, of family life, you know, marriage mentor director, what can Joy to Be do? If, if they're a diocesan director out there, you know, an office of family life, you know, how can you, how can Joy to Be assist these various p- people, individuals, parish-wide, diocesan-wide, et cetera? Yeah. So Joy to Be started out with the gifts of, of really what a building for many years in, in speaking, missions, parish missions, um, conferences, uh, diocesan events. There's still a lot of teaching that has to happen. So the what's and the why's are not going anywhere. So the immediate availability really is just telling the narrative, being very clear about what is marriage, what is family, and coming in and and teaching the, the family in the salvation plan. That's still a beautiful and necessary foundation. What we're excited about here and what we're developing uh, available this year and, and more extensively in the years coming is something we're calling Joyful Ever After. And after all the years of working within with marriage preparation, and I mentioned that couple earlier about, you know, just coming home from honeymoon, dropping the bags off, and nobody's calling them to show up to a pre-cana or anything else. Uh, so we have a heart that God has, has really inflamed to serve that couple. Uh, early married, maybe first three, five years, uh, seven years maybe, uh, two or three kids, still the sense of coming to church, probably still are, but... They're doing what the rest of us have fallen into, and they're trying to do it alone. They're trying to make decisions about the most difficult areas of their relationship, whether it's communication or or sex or finances, uh, parenting. And there's a sense that they're just supposed to know what to do. They've retained 5 to 10% of what they had at pre-Canon, which is usually much richer than any kind of RCIA or any kind of, you know, adult formation. But that 5, 10% is, is, is not helping them. So Joyful Ever After uh, shared lessons, Damon and Melanie, of getting the marriage you want from the marriage that you have. And that Joyful Ever After really will be uh, uh, broadly podcast, uh, webinar, uh, and book, of course, that will speak through the, the, the dreams of what you thought marriage is going to be, the marriage that you have, and really being courageous in addressing the problems, but then casting the vision not just of the marriage you wanted, but then casting the vision of the God wants for you. So that process of moving from where you are to where you want to be and then to where God wants you to be is really the journeying. So I'm really excited about Joyful Ever After, which will be a unveiling uh, in the short uh, future as the, the really the main vehicle of serving couples, leading with joy and using the theology of the body. So a two-pronged approach you've got, you're, you're still maintaining the teaching ministry, yes. and yet you're going deeper with the, with, the, with the new initiative. So right now, I can go to www.joytobe, that's joy, J-O-Y-T-O-B.org, mm. and there I'll find writings, I'll find 
uh, uh, CDs, various pieces yes. of the speaking ministry, resources there as well. Yes. Um, uh, so I can sign up for a newsletter. Absolutely. I'm doing a commercial for you here, I'm, Jamie, I'm loving right? it. Yeah, I'm wondering if I should hire you for that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there, absolutely. There we go. There we go. Um, and I think it's 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 such important work because I think we would can agree that um, you know marriage and family is under assault. Yes. And has been mm-hmm. for 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 quite some time. Um, and 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 it's I don't think that's going away. Uh, and so. And so, and so all, all the more, I think people, not only are there, is it the normal practical issues that people face in marriages, but now you have all that other assault on the outside, which That's really right. makes people question, you know, what what they're doing, what they're up against. It does. Well, one of the things that awakens you when you realize that these this disintegration, the brokenness of the family, particularly the nuclear family, the extended family, are the difficulties in marriage, including the legal redefinition in, in the United States. Sure, sure. These things are not uh, incidental, but it really is part of... Of, a, uh, of an intentional plan of the enemy of God. And for those who, who, who shiver a little bit about talking about the devil and about demons, you need to recognize that uh, this is an assault that has been predicted, it has been proscribed, and it actually is unveiling according to what has been prophesied for the last 150 years. So we need to be very aware that this is not unintentional, but that the actual answer for it is in the strengthening of marriage and family. So we're about not just rebuilding your marriage for joy, but reestablishing your right role in the salvation story. Well, folks, if you want more information, again, the website is joy to be I've uh, not only got to, to know Damon in my time with the ministry, but I've seen him on stage, seen him with Melanie, and Melanie's quite better. It's far better than you. No, no doubt. No, <laughs> hey, listen. It's a, it's a great... You see my face when she starts talking. I'm like, whoa, there babe, that was awesome. <laughs> uh, how did I deserve that, right? Hey. I was all good husbands. How did I, do, how did I deserve Well, uh, real quick, actually, she has, like, she has verbal jujitsu. I'll talk about <laughs> stuff in like three minutes. She'll come with one line and be like, whop, just everybody's slayed. That's a good one too. <laughs> so right. you you, you, right. you give it, and then she gives them the take home bullet. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's beautiful. So, folks, head to the website. You can get a, a wealth of information already. Um, sign up for the newsletter to uh, to hear yes. the upcoming uh, uh, upcoming initiatives. You want to bring uh, Damon to uh, to your organization by all means. There's there's ways to book Damon there and to to have him come. And and friends, also, I want to say, you know, one of the driving. Um, um, uh, dynamics of stewardship mission of faith and and uh, and our ministries is to not let money stand in the way, and we're able to do that because we've got a family of benefactors that helps. Some parishes, some organizations have have funds to be able to to get resources and bring speakers in, but some can't. So if you're compelled by uh, Damon's story and would like to help other people bring joy, the joy of marriage, the joy of family life uh, to their couples, you can also uh, support the ministry uh, at the same website, Joy to Be. Go to that little do- donate tab, uh, and we'd, we'd love to have you as a member of the family of benefactors. So uh, thank you very much, Damon, for your time. God thank bless you. you in your ministry. Uh, we enjoy working with you. Uh, thank you, Rob. And I'll, I'll give the last word to Damon. Go ahead. I just think it's such a privilege to be part of the stewardship mission of family. I really do. This, this work has been um, so humbling and meeting so many people who are uh, like-minded and driven by the Holy Spirit. So I invite everyone to join the family. Thank you again. God bless everyone, and we'll catch you next time here on Reflections from the Heart. God bless. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, please consider participating in a Gospel Reflection group For more information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, 
or how to start a gospel reflection group in your area and to learn about all of the family of ministries, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you've enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider partnering with us by making a tax-deductible donation by visiting stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of all of us at Stewardship, a mission of faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.